Hi, I'm Daryl Urbanski, and welcome to the Best Business Podcast. My mission is to help create 200 new multimillionaire business owners. How? You'll do better when you know better. In my interviews, you'll hear from self-made millionaires, seven-figure business owners, authors, and world-class experts sharing how they did it so you can too without experiencing the same obstacles they did. Now, if you like this interview, please share it with a friend you think will benefit. They'll appreciate it, and I will as well. You can also connect with me on social media. Look for Daryl Urbanski, D-A-R-Y-L, Urban Ski, U-R-B-A-N-S-K-I, and add me so we can be friends. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy what I've prepared for you right here, right now. Hello, everyone. Thank you for joining us. My name is Daryl Urbanski, your host as always, and today we are joined by an old friend and video marketing expert, Casey Zeman. Casey is the best-selling author of Build Your Audience with Live Video, the founder of the webinar platform Easy Webinar, and the new Periscope Analytic and Marketing Software Fullscope.tv. With over 6,000 Easy Webinar customers and thousands of Fullscope users, Casey has figured out what works and what doesn't in the ways of webinars, live broadcasts, video, and what truly makes an engaged audience. He's also consulted with companies like HarperCollins, SD Laudier, and Dell on video marketing strategies and lead nurture funnels using webinars. Webinars. Having built his own seven-figure software slash info product business through the power of live video and webinars, he's passionate to bringing these same strategies to you. Today, we're mining his brain for gold and money-making tips, so please join me in welcoming him, wel- welcoming him to the show. Casey, thank you for joining us, my friend. How are you doing? Hey, Daryl. Thanks for having me. I am doing awesome. That's great. Yeah, perfect. And I know you are. We had a nice little chat at the beginning. Um, you're enjoying the beautiful weather down in L.A. Um, I miss California. I wish I could be back there. I will be back there soon enough. Um, but I want to get the listeners to kind of know about your tale a little bit because, yeah. again, you know, it's great, like fantastic. You've got a seven-figure business. You're doing other fun projects. You're doing some kind of philanthropy and, you know, and you're just really to kind of trying to find more meaning and purpose and significance in your life now that you've achieved kind of a comfortable level with your business stuff, but you weren't here always. Like you didn't start here and you probably didn't even start with webinars and video when you were a child. Uh, How did you even get started with this? How did you fall into Uh the video niche? Yeah. You know, like it's interesting, you know, when you look back at what you've had to kind of go through to get to this point, it's a very interesting journey. You know, um, I, uh, I, I started this, you know, obviously all this stuff can stem from your childhood and, and, and the type of person you were when you were like 13 is probably what's going to define you when you're older anyway. I never liked working for other people. I was always bad at taking orders. And that's why I probably never had a real job, I guess you'd say. Um, I, I, did, I did for a time... Um, you know, work for other people, but it was like, I hated doing it. And, you know, I started off actually as an actor. I went to school for theater and opera. Yeah. And, uh, and I, and I did it because, you know, I, I was just, it was a passion of mine, but as I, and I did th- uh, stage shows and I was in commercials and some movies and a TV show. But the, uh, the reality of acting, which is interesting, is that you're still kind of confined within a box by how someone else perceives you, right? Mm. Um, how you are kind of, you, you have the, the, what the perception is of you and then you're kind of, those are the roles that you get. So it's an interesting thing. Um, I never liked being pigeonholed. I never liked being told I, I couldn't do something. So that's when, um, that's why I, I was, I was in the acting world, but I also, um, you know, 
I, I also tr- went on, on to find my own path, I guess. Hmm. And it first led me to, you know, this desire to not be broke. And, and so I went into, I, I actually, um, <laughs> that was the thing. I didn't like being a broke actor. <laughs> Even though I was getting jobs, it was like here and there, yep. um, you know, and that's actually actors today. A yeah, lot of well, actors. I hear that in L.A. Everyone there's an actor. And whenever you hear and, that, and, like, and, oh, yeah, and, what restaurant of, do you work at? <laughs> yeah, even if they get shows, they're not necessarily full-time shows and they're still having a look at the next thing, when the next thing going to happen, things like that. So for me, I went into real estate because I just didn't like being broke. So I went into and uh, and then I, um, I you know, I, I, that, at that point, that was my first taste of money. I was making a six-figure income. I had my own business with a friend of mine. We were doing mortgages. But it felt really false, really fake, really, you know, kind of dialed in. Um, I, I didn't really uh, really enjoy it, you know, to be honest with you. And it was kind of a blessing and a curse when the market crashed, you know, when the recession hit. Because I went from doing like 250000 a year to like 15,000 the next year. Mm. And, uh, and I almost lost my house twice and I had to figure out a new way to make money. And, you know, acting was still kind of the thing that was kind of in the background. And I, you know, I could do occasional jobs and I was able to kind of sustain myself with occasional jobs there, some trickling in of real estate, but, but I mean, it completely froze up, but that's when I started thinking, well, there's gotta be a better way to get leads. And so I started looking online and when I started looking online, this whole new ecosystem popped up in front of my face that I never experienced before. And part of it was, you know, wow, there is a way to build leads online for, for any type of business. At the time, I was seeing that most people that were doing leads online were MLM companies and things like that. And, and I was like, this is not really my style. But, you know, I, I kept looking. Uh, and then I found an ecosystem of people that were uh, building leads through internet marketing, selling internet marketing to people that want to learn internet marketing. Right. So it was just like, I was like, well, that's kind of confusing. But I think, Yeah, it's kind of weird cannibalistic market. Yeah, exactly. And I think I get it that they're all like people that want to learn internet marketing from other people that are internet marketing through the power of internet marketing. Uh, so I then was like, I, I was like, okay, I'm not, I'm not quite sure if I want to go down that path. But one day my wife uh, said, hey, Casey, let's go to lunch with uh, our friends, Frida and Chris. Uh, and she said, Hey, I think Chris has taught himself HTML. And I was like, well, what does that matter? I mean, this is not, it has nothing to do with what I'm trying to do. Right. Anyway, I sat down, we had a conversation with them and it turns out my friend Chris was kind of an online guru, quote unquote, mm. you know, uh, he was, uh, his name is Chris Farrell. Maybe you know who he yep. is. Um, uh, he had a pretty very uh, very popular membership site. He's brought in like twenty seven thousand people through a members membership uh, program. It's a small, and number. I think he's actually worked with John Asaraf as well. What's that? I said that's a small. That's a small twenty thousand member, twenty seven thousand members. That's you know. Oh small yeah, potatoes. That's right, small potatoes. <laughs> so um, I, I was talking to him about what he does, and he was explaining it to me, and I was like, "Listen, if this guy can do it." I, it made me feel so much better that it's actually possible because I just wasn't trusting anybody online. You know, everyone's a millionaire and they're showing cars and big houses and stuff like that. And there really wasn't my style. So it was nice to meet someone who was, you know, down to earth and real. And he was one of the first real quote unquote people that were out there, you know, that weren't flashy and weird. Uh, so I went down that path and just followed some of the things that he was teaching. And then I chose one thing. This is one piece of advice I got from him. Choose one thing that you're going to then centralize your 
business around, and then you can expand that business from there. And that one thing was video. Uh, it kind of went back to my passion, you know, of acting and things like that. And I, so I started looking at YouTube and just, you know, piecing all the, everything together, understanding more about what YouTube had to offer and, um, understanding video marketing in general. And, uh, and I had the good fortune of starting to work, uh, as a consultant for other companies as a video marketer. I was one of the first ones out there because at the time there were no, no such thing as video marketers. Uh-huh, uh-huh, so uh-huh. there were people that worked at ad agencies and that, that, you know, bought advertisement, but not necessarily, you know, how to do a holistic approach to video marketing. So I started doing it for companies, and then I was fortunate to start working with companies like Estee Lauder and Dell, who are major companies, to do their video marketing. And that, that's what led me to then creating an online program called YouTube Revealed, which is no longer in existence, um, but it was a YouTube product where, um, where it was a membership site. Okay. And uh, I had never sold anything online up until that point. Uh, I'd learned a lot about internet marketing, learned a lot about YouTube, but within that first year, which was probably 2011, 2012 of having my, my course, I sold about $245,000 worth of that course online. That was my first experience. I built a list of about 14,000 people and all of it was from webinars. Mm. So I started doing webinars with like, uh, you know, joint venture partners and things like that. And I, and I started to see the power of this stuff. And that's when things kind of started to click in a bit more. Um, and that's when also webinars became something of a passion for me as well, because it was this evolution from video into live video, this live webinar experience, this presentation. Uh, and so that's when uh, the start of uh, the software Easy Webinar started, because Easy Webinar, you know, it's just I, I saw that there were things called automated webinars out there, mm-hmm. uh, but I wanted to create something that was an automated webinar for WordPress. And that's when that's when we kind of started down that path. Um, and, uh, and so since then, easy webinar has become a WordPress, uh, or a, a webinar platform that does live and automated webinars. As I said, we have, you know, six, 6,000 customers, um, and, uh, we're about to roll out, you know, our new, new ver- version at some point soon here. So it, it's, um, it's been an interesting ride to go from video to live video in the power of webinars. And now, you know, I'm a huge fan, a huge, um, advocate of, of what I, you know, these live broadcasting tools such as Periscope or Meerkat, uh, Meerkat's kind of dying out, but Periscope, you know, the, these tools that are um, stream from your phone, right? right. These, uh, these live broadcasting <laughs> tools. Uh, and, and that's kind of where my passion is now. It's, it's kind of in the live video experience, you know, now, live video, but also video experience. And that's kind of where I focus a lot of my attention now. Now, I want to ask about that because it's funny because you, you, like you said, you did as much as you, you really grew with webinars and then you built a platform and then you got into automated webinars and now you've switched over to these other live platforms. I just want to know, can you speak a little bit about that? Because I know some people have done a ton with webinars and some people swear by automated webinars. Some people swear by live webinars and some people swear by live broadcasting and i feel like i mean you can maybe say that live webinars and the live broadcasting are similar but i think they're still a bit different because a webinar is kind of more of a like a packaged presentation where periscope is my understanding is more just like kind of raw like live tv footage you know what i mean um, yeah yeah so could and, you and, like could you maybe yeah. speak to each of those and like 
I don't know, just for someone who's listening and they know that they want to get into video, they know it's really powerful. Maybe they're afraid of the setup and the tech. Like what's, I don't know, like what's the benefit of each? Should you start in one place and go to another? Um, is there one that's better to leverage for certain parts like in your business? Yeah. So this is a great question. And this is kind of where my focus is like using the power of live video to build an audience using things like Periscope and then driving that audience into something like a webinar or an automated webinar or even just any type of sales funnel, like a mini course that gets those people from the ecosystem of that um, live broadcasting tool like Periscope into your own marketing and ecosystem. So onto your list, essentially. Uh Uh, And that's really where my goals and passions are because I've been testing this out. I've had Great case studies for myself. You know, I've had like three hundred to five hundred dollars a day uh, using Periscope mm-hmm. um, and building thirty leads a day. Uh, and then, you know, because I was having all this traction, I started to look and wonder why. Uh, and uh, at the t- and 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 the problem is that Periscope doesn't have an analytic tool that will allow me to see who my people are that mm-hmm. are coming to my broadcasts, how long they stay, the actions performed, etc. So I started to build my own. Right. Uh, and right now, if, uh, you know, we're the only software out there that has created an analytic and marketing tool for Periscope. It's called Fullscope.tv. We have thousands of users that are pretty much broadcasters, and, it, and organically it just has a lot of people signing up to it. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was a way, it's a way for people, for broadcasters or people that want to become broadcasters. And I use broadcasters in the sense that someone has a vision, a meeting in their, in what they want to do. Uh, they have a, a, you know, a business, an offline store, whatever your vision is for how you want to kind of build a community, um, that's what a broadcaster is, and a broadcaster simply uses uh, the live tool, uh, the live stream tool, to accomplish that. So there are things that you can do in your broadcast that get, gets people on your list, and then of course with FullScope.tv, you can go at, back into FullScope.tv and see the actions performed. And not only that, you can then connect with those people directly through tweeting them. So FullScope.tv mm. is very similar to like Hootsuite. So it allows you to not only know the people, but then connect with the people that's so, powerful yeah that's so really powerful and in that re- regard that's the list building opportunity that you can send someone back into your list essentially back into your uh program but there are a few key things that you can do you know in a broadcast that really kind of bring that home and it's a lot of things that i learned in webinars too you know having a clear concise call to action having value that you're giving telling them who you are and why you're there you know what's your purpose what's your mission what's your why all these things that that we kind of figured out in webinars it translates to broadcasting you know Uh and uh and so it's it's very interesting that's awesome. Sorry, I'm taking notes because you gave some good stuff there. I really liked how you talked about, well, first of all, how you talked about choosing the one thing to centralize your, your business around and then build and grow from there. I think that was a really key point because I know with a lot of entrepreneurs, in fact, even some of my clients, you know, I have one client, she's got a business doing $1.8 million and she's preoccupied with wanting to start these new ventures. And, you know, it's like the shiny object and it's okay, that's great, but you you can't take her off the prize too long, right? Like, yeah, you, you get it. You totally get it. So, um, 
And the other thing is the new ventures are in totally separate, like it's not transferable at all type thing. It's just, it's kind of a shiny object thing. And, you, you know, it's just, that's, uh, that's the habit or the behavior or what got her where she is. But I just like that statement. And then just now talking about building a community, building a live audience, going where the people are already and getting to know them and becoming kind of a thought leader there or building relationships there and then inviting them onto your webinar, onto your list, onto your freebies and using tools. And of course we're going to shamelessly plug fullscope.tv. Um, you know, but just, that's really powerful to be able to go, wow, I had 50 people watching my stream today. Let me tweet them individually, or let me have my assistant send them an invite to come join me on my webinar. Hey, if you like today's show, please, you know, please come check out my webinar or like whatever, right? Please come just download this checklist. If you like today's show, exactly. You You can send them a PDF through tweets. You can send them a direct message. Um, you know, we, and at full scope, we have a lot of cool new things that we're going to be rolling in as well. So, so there are interesting, definitely some interesting things that, that, um, we're going to be doing. And, you know, it's, it is really all about like, you know, connecting with those people on an individual level. That's the currency. That's the power of, of the, of these people that are watching your, 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 um, your broadcast because there is a there's an audience on Periscope and it's just a question of tapping into that audience through uh, search uh, using hashtags to search and things like that because it's all tied into Twitter. Mm. So um, people will get notifications and come into your broadcast. I mean, it's it's powerful stuff for it, sure. Yeah, that sounds really. I mean, it is. It definitely is. So can we talk about some of the things that you learned that work really well with video? And you mentioned webinars, um, but you said like a clear call to action. So that's clear instructions on what you would like them to do next, making sure that you've got value, that you're delivering value to them, that you're not just wasting their time and, you know, and, and, and just, I don't know, trying to lead them on, hoping that that'll convince them to, you know, to lighten know, like, and trust you. I really like as well talking about who you are, your purpose, your mission, your vision. Um, Because again, you mentioned connecting with people on a personal level. And that's a powerful thing. Video Video is almost a way of opening a portal and have someone joining you in your room where you can see their facial expressions, their body language, right? Uh, already with the audio, you get tonal intonation and, and pacing, but it's just a really good way to connect personally. It's, you know, everything's kind of a, it's a, it's a beta version of face-to-face, but it's still really powerful compared to trying to communicate with email only. So what are some other things that you can tell us? We have people here that, again, they're, they're video marketers. They're like, what do I need to do that works? What are some other ways that you know that can help them do that to build community with video and connect with people well interestingly enough like you know it really is about finding a bit of a structure in every broadcast that you do but at the same time i also find that having um uh vulnerability and um and uh transparency in your broadcasts are really powerful or in your videos in general Mm -hmm. so i always look at kind of a mixture of campaigns like you should have valuable content that you're sharing where it's truly there to serve the audience, where they're like, my biggest pain point is this. You you answer that pain, pain point and you tell them where they can learn more. Mm-hmm. So you have you know a clear call to actions at the end of it where it drives them into like a landing page where they can sign up for more. You know, this is this is uh, kind of, um, you know, direct marketing at its finest. And the, and that is the power of, of what video and, and, and live video can do. But at the same time, you don't necessarily always want to position to show that. Mm-hmm. I, I, what I tend to do is I like to have kind of um, 
different styles of videos or different styles of presentations or, or, or um, you know, video or live video that I put out there. Oh. So whether it's, you know, sometimes, so it's going to be me providing value through training, but also I, it's something I call vlog style of video. So it's like, you know, the video, video blog, oh. vlog style uh-huh. is kind of like, where you show a little bit of who you are, um, the culture of your life, right? So, you know, maybe the family, maybe, you know, your wife or kids, um, maybe, you know, talk about, you know, where we're going or philanthropy that you might be focused on. Mm -hmm. You know, these elements are allowing people to know who you are personally because 90% of the time people are buying from you from your personality, not so much your training. Yes, the training helps them and they can say, well, this person is articulate, they're clear, they're helping me out. But more so, I'm just digging their vibe. I like who they are personally. And so don't feel afraid that you show a little bit of the, the levity of your life or the, the, the vulnerability, I like to say, of your life. Because the more of that that people experience, you know, they feel like you're a real person. Mm. So that's, that's why I, I think it's important to have those moments as well. Uh, in video. Uh, yep. So, I, I mean, so that, that if the, there's one thing I can say, it's like, don't always show the same thing, but then, you know, let remind them as to what you, your, you know, your purpose is and why you're creating this content. Have a video script that you can also focus on when you do some of those trainings, you know, like say, you know, have a, have something that you end with, like, this is Casey Zeman, create an intention and live it or something like that. Mm. I don't know. You create your own, but it's, it's then something memorable that they, they say, okay, this is, you know, I can rely on this. Uh, also consider having a, uh, a, a, um, a pretty consistent, uh, video, uh, um, uh, video schedule, video creation schedule or broadcasting mm-hmm. schedule you can do every week, you know, right. you know? <clears throat> because people also like to rely on time. Now I don't really hold to that, um, but I, but I do try to hold to a, a blog post timing, you know, like, or at least, you know, have something that they can re- rely on. Like at the end of the week, I send out a, a, you know, a weekend review of my different blog posts or my different broadcasts and link to those. So, you know, or videos because so that then they can still consume it so that they feel like, oh, this person's around, they're available, they're consistent. Hmm. Yeah. That's one thing that I've noticed my audience has let me know about there. Hey, oh, I get, I got, I get your emails all the time. They don't say it in a bad way. Right. They say it as like, thank you for giving me your emails because I can, you know, I, I follow up, I check it out, I, I open up your emails. You yeah, know? we all have people that are our heroes and that we're fans of and every, everyone has disciples. And I like what you said because there's a great quote, um, you know, all things being considered equal, people prefer to do business with their friends. All things not so equal, people still prefer to do business with their friends. Yeah, And I exactly. really liked what you said about making yourself human. Um, to bring this home, actually, um, I did a, I did a consultation yesterday with a, a guy that I know, um, you know, he did really well with the company, sold his shares, made, you know, five, six million dollars, and he's got some new ventures that he's working on. And so yesterday, my girlfriend was with me and we were in Toronto and we sat down and had lunch with him. And I told her before that we were going to go meet this guy and she'd done some research. And after when she was like, wow, like he really seemed real, like he seemed like a real human. And that was funny for me because, you know, I get people like you on the phone or the podcast and right, like for me, like, of course, I know you're real people, but I think that's really true sometimes and when you're put in a position of authority or if someone's looking up to you in something there's just a tendency to 
to they, like there can be a, a gap like they're there and I'm here but when they learn more about your life and who you are and things that are that you have in common suddenly you know like you said with your friend when you're with Chris you're like hey if he can do it I can do it so in a lot of ways you can even help your audience by becoming more real and human with them is that correct would you agree I, I, I yes I think that People aren't stupid. They want to know who you are. You right. know, they can see through the bull. So show them your life. Be yeah. be transparent as you can. You know, show be controversial if you want to. Just just mm-hmm. give them something that they can they they can you know know a bit more about you. Maybe know your politics. You know, you're not going to please everybody. Right. And that's one of the other things I learned is that you shouldn't try to please everybody. You should you should have a little bit of clarity as to who you are. Uh, because you're always going to be faced with it. People are going to question who you are, and you're gonna, and they're gonna, you know, they're going to uh, try to um, sway you one way or another. And I think it's your job to really know who you are and what your mission is, and who you're trying to serve. Because by knowing that, you can stay on a path that works for you. Because, as you just said, you know, um, some of your, your some of your friends have had like the uh, the. Um, uh, the shiny object syndrome uh-huh. or, you know, Hey, I'm working on this thing or working on this thing. And, you know, yeah, maybe we should create this business venture. And, you know, I'm, I do that too. Like I, I have that same problem. I'm a yes man. So my biggest <laughs> struggle has been to be a no man. And that's what I've been really trying to do more of to say, you know, no to certain projects and yes to the, and yes to the things that really are they going, is there going to be a point where I don't want to do this? And if it's the case then and you know, then I, I need to say no to it, even though there might be money involved, you know, is it going to serve me in the long run? Um, or, or am I going to put, am I going to, um, disappoint someone in the long run by doing this, if you, the answer is yes, then it's best to not take on those ventures, even though, you know, they might on the, in the short term look, you know, sexy or look, you know, uh, mm-hmm. like it's it, like, it's the thing you want to want to, um, pursue. Yeah. yeah, so. yeah. I agree 180% with everything you just said. And I think that's really true. And I know sometimes people might even be afraid. You know, some people say you shouldn't talk about politics, sex, or religion. But I think in some instances, you have to be careful, but it's okay, like you said, to just be yourself because you want to attract people that you're going to enjoy doing business with and you're never going to please everyone. And I I can tell you from personal experience, like I've actually had to, you know, I don't want to say abruptly, but I've, I've, I've let clients go because I just didn't feel like there was a good match. And, it, you know, you really need synchronicity in order to be able to work effectively as a team, right, in any capacity, yeah. whether you're delivering a service for someone or something like that. So depending on what you do and how involved you get with people, you almost want to weed those people out in advance. And so I think that that's something that um, you can't be afraid of, right? You, you, yeah, trying to please everyone um, and be perfect and, oh, people might judge me. I, I just really liked how you brought that up. Um, so Casey, bring it back to kind of talking about your journey and, you know, starting small and then, you know, kind of getting into the mortgage business and having to start over and doing videos and doing a product launch and then getting into software. What were your, like, what was your greatest challenge in your, in your progress or what were some of your greatest challenges? Did you see yourself overcoming some milestones or like figuring out certain pieces at different stages that helped your evolution? Um, you know what? I, I think that, uh, you know, through the growth, it was me kind of listening to my own intuition. Um, that was probably one of the biggest things. Uh, when I don't listen to my own intuition, things kind of go awry. So 
uh, listening to your own intuition, but then following people that really know what they're talking about because the mistakes that they've made are there to help you. So I have been fortunate enough to follow some people that are doing really well and they've been able to help me, you know, get over and overcome, you know, major obstacles and failures, which I've had so many. Mm. <laughs> I mean, you know, that's the thing. It's like we go through these points where you're going to find failure. I mean, I find failure every, you know, there I've, I've had terrible webinars, you know, where, and where I just wanted to t- turn off everything and, you know, uh, go d- hide, yeah. hide under the covers. I mean, I've had those moments, yep. you know, those moments still happen every day. It's not like you, you, you know, you're, Oh, now you're successful or now you, you make money online full time and those don't happen. No, you, you always go through a, um, hit or miss, uh, in your life. And it's about how you process that, that changes, I think, when you start to understand the success of it, uh, you change how you uh, uh, filter that, that information in and you kind of grow from your mistakes or you say, okay, well, that's testing. And, and, now you, and then you call it testing and you don't call it failure at that point. But uh-huh. there have been moments where, <laughs> you know, there have been moments where I've definitely gone through those, those points where, you know, I had... I had, you know, I had, it's, it's, it's growth, it's growth. And, and the more, here's the thing, the more you can feel confident in who you are, the better. Um, and it's so difficult, especially when you see other people that are doing really well and you're trying to do really well and you're not doing really well. So it's, it's hard to know, but I, I think you find someone that you resonate with that will, um, be there as kind of, you know, as a mentor, um, and then grow from there. Uh, Daryl is a perfect example. If, you know, following him, he's, he's been doing this, he's worked with people that have done it. He's doing it himself, you know, and you know, the people that are, are mostly transparent about their, their successes as well as their failures Uh are going to be the people you want to follow. Um, that's the thing that's, that is, because those are the people that will share with you, well, this has worked or this hasn't. And to only know what's worked doesn't give enough filter to you. You need to know what hasn't worked. Uh-huh. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, again, for me, what hasn't worked for me in the past or what hasn't worked for me is is too many things on my plate. When I have too many things on my plate, nothing gets accomplished. Uh-huh. Also, not staying strong enough, you know, in my own, um, in, in you know, not feeling like confident enough in my own abilities to, to create, do then, do I then, you know, fall back on something comfortable when, you know, it's only comfortable for a minute. And then you realize that the better, uh, the better, um, uh, path would have been to follow your actual, uh, you know, your rhythm, the thing that that's driving your intuition. So, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I fully agree. And the failures are, can be really hard to confess or admit. And it's funny because you're like, when you're like having webinars where you just want to curl up. I remember I had one and I had 100 people on the webinar and great, gave away great content, but didn't sell a thing. And I was like, yeah. what? Like, I thought I had it this time. And, you know. Yeah. Um, but you just, like you said, you get up and you do it again. And that's what I, one of the things that's come through is like, the not just the consistency but just how well i think what i want to say here is that overnight success doesn't really happen you know like thomas edison didn't just invent the light bulb he says that's what he said he said i didn't invent the light bulb i just ran out of wrong things to do 
And I think that that's for a lot of people, it really has to be about the journey. And as long, I think at the beginning, I think one of the worst places to be is when you're in a real scarcity scenario, right? Like when you're just trying to pay your bills and get fed, right? My buddy, uh, Dan and I used to call it roof and ramen. Like as long as we can cover our roof and get some like hot noodle, like noodles that'll work with hot water, like we're good. Roof and ramen is all we need. And then suddenly if you can get into a state of really wanting to help people and serve others, like you said, because I like how you mentioned that you want people to let them know who you are, what your mission is and who you're trying to serve and i love how you said that because i feel like that's really lost like customer service everybody wants everything to be automated today including myself you know but you really do need to serve people and help people and that's all at the end of the day that's kind of what it comes down to so um anyways yeah. it's you know you have okay. a way more fulfilling business even at the beginning you know I mean, we talked, I, 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 I hope you don't mind, but we talked about how you and your wife are going to be adopting at some point. And it's not because of the fact that you can't have children. It's just something that you guys want to do. You've achieved certain levels of success and you're like, what else can we do? How else can we give back? How else can we enrich our lives? And that's something that for you guys, it's something that would make your life right better. And so I really right. think that it's not just about making money. And some people do want to grow a company and sell it and cash out for the couple of billions. But I really think, and this has come up uh, before, but you know i've been fortunate to meet with tons of people like you as well as world champions and olympic athletes and it's like if you go win a gold medal at the olympics for pick anything like judo you're not going to go home and be like i'm going to take a ballet now like that's kind of almost a trapping of success but it's not because you find a place where you love what you do so much you just love it for doing it that's one of my favorite quotes about uh, mastery is do it until it becomes dull and then keep doing it until it becomes beautiful and yes. I think that speaks to like the journey of right, the journey of it, and just enjoying the process and enjoying the day to day. And like you know, that's why even if you do, when you get there, you're not going to go sit on the beach and relax and you know drink every day. That will be fun for maybe a week, maybe a month or two. But at some point, especially as you get older, you're going to want more significance and meaning. You want your life like you want to. You want your existence to mean something to the world. So um, exactly, those, yeah. So I just love because you, it's just simple truths but they're really profound truths and there's nothing that's get rich quick in this there's nothing that's push this button and money's going to fly out it's just it's get to know your no, audience I mean, the, the only thing i can say is that webinars are literally the way that i that i make money um mostly from webinars even automated webinars i mean they convert even higher than than my uh my mini courses you know i compare the two with facebook traffic mm. and uh facebook ads mm-hmm. and one is 8% and one is 11 to 15% and uh, the automated webinar is 11 to 15% i mean if if i had to like say okay what tangibly works you know facebook ads really work tweaking some of the facebook ads getting people onto a, a webinar works building a community with periscope or youtube or whatever you know, or even use Periscope to create a broadcast, then repurpose that broadcast to be a podcast, to be a video in YouTube for SEO, um, to have that video uploaded natively into Facebook videos, you know, all these aspects like, yeah, that's tangible stuff, but it's more so, it's more so the, the, uh, mindset stuff is the biggest pain point that, that I have, or I had, uh, more so than, than all of those, you know, mm. or the accountability to get some of those elements done. Right. That's the other aspect, you know, being yep. able to say, I'm going to focus on this and do it. 
because we have so many distractions in our life. And, and that's probably one of the bigger things I can do as well. I'm a huge procrastinator or have been. Uh, so <laughs> You're like, that's the, why I do automated webinars. <laughs> yeah. So the accountability factor or the, the, you know, coming in and saying, okay, I'm going to accomplish this. Um, that is, uh, you know, it, it's, it's like one of those things you want to work on. Like one of my biggest problems is, as I said, you know, procrastination, even though, you know, when you look at it, oh, I have easy webinar, we're coming out with a new uh, level. We have uh, fullscope.tv, which is a brand new software that came onto the market. You know, we're building our list very fast every single day. Um, you know, on the outside, it looks pretty good, but there are projects that I've wanted to create that I haven't. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and in that, I, I, I have a procrastination issue. So, mm-hmm. so it, you know, I, I beat myself up about it, but at the same time, you, you have to allow yourself to, to um, feel your successes when you have them, but not uh, rely on your successes. So mm-hmm. that's why I never, like, you know, sit back on any laurels, you know, that I, that I may have. I try to always push forward um, and kind of look at the bigger picture and, and yeah. you know, the bigger goal, you know, because the bigger goal is, you know, the more money you have and the more influence you have, the more you can, more impact you can make onto the world. Yeah, I agree wholeheartedly. So let's dive into something that you said because my ears perked up and it sounds like some good money-making info. So let's talk about this a little bit. You talked about Facebook ads to a webinar and how your webinars are still your top converters over your mini courses and pretty much anything else yeah. that you've got going on. And that your automated webinar, and I love that because the sales letter, people don't know the history of sales letters, but... A short recap on the history of advertising in a nutshell, um, as I like to describe it, and it's not necessarily perfect, but I think it makes perfect sense, is back in the day, unless you were a tradesman, that, you know, carpenter or something or a farmer, you were going door to door, knocking on doors, trying to sell your wares, whatever it was, whatever the invention was you created. And so one day we have a sales guy that's a business owner who's going door to door and he's got a pregnant wife or wife with kids and they need to buy clothes and she wants to go on vacation. They need a bigger house. He's trying to figure out how do I get through more doors in a day? And he realizes, hey, every day I go, time I go knock on a door, I go through the same spiel and uh, maybe if I wrote it down I could pay a little boy to run ahead of me and deliver these and then when I get there I can get through them quicker and so he does it and he hands them out and he realizes that sometimes the boys are coming back with money and sometimes the boys are coming back with questions so he keeps updating this letter until eventually he's attached an order form and he's not even going door to door anymore he pulls into a town has all these boys deliver all these letters they come back with the orders and they take the product back to the owners and that's kind of the evolution of sales letter that's actually the evolution of advertising a lot of people don't get that but that's how advertising in a nutshell and um evolved and so now you've got sales letters where it's a written explanation of the product and the story behind it and why it's valuable and why it's a great deal and why you need to buy it now and that's kind of again modern advertising and even the internet the internet is a direct response medium i'm not a big fan of brand advertising but what you mentioned with automated webinars which i love is you said that your automated webinar is actually performs better um, and I love that because it's like you've recorded yourself at your best. Like, yeah. you know, if you're a sales rep or whatever, even when I had my martial arts school, at some point in time, you had to sit down face to face with someone and talk about the memberships that you had and what, you know, the packages that were available. And that was a sales presentation. And I might do that four times in a day, but if I could have caught myself, and my best day and my best mood when I was fun and entertaining and lively. And if I could have recorded that and then just had everyone come through and see that, my conversion rates probably would have been higher. Um, 
So can you speak to that a little bit? I mean, it sounds like Facebook ad to webinar equals money for Casey. Um, well, yeah. So, you know, the, the ability to be able to fashion a uh, automated webinar that's done right, that's not spammy, that's not like lying about it being live, that still has engagement and interaction mm-hmm. um, and, uh, and the ability for people to comment and then you can still respond. Mm-hmm. I mean, all, all those are, are great um, parts of what defines a good presentation in an automated webinar. The, you know, so inside my, pro, my, plat, you know, my, my presentation, it's, it's, I, I've set it up to where I create really quality uh, expectations of what, about what they're going to be getting in the, in the webinar itself. And I take that opportunity over the next, it's, mine's pretty long. It's like two hours plus long uh-huh. that I take the opportunity to not only tell them my story and why I do what I do, but also give them really, really, really high, high quality content that they can take notes with, and then finally finishing it up by having uh, an irresistible offer that just makes more sense for them. Uh-huh. And the people that really, you know, makes a lot of sense for, take it on. The others that don't, it's still valuable content that they take away that uh-huh. they can apply then and say, you know, hey, Casey's awesome. He still applies great content. I love, you know, I love what he's doing. And they become still a fan anyway. So, you know, it doesn't necessarily mean, you know, money is not a, a, the, the the overall barometer of someone loving you or not you know right. some people will come in later on so I, I think it's all about the quality of the presentation and then of course the follow-up so mm-hmm. uh so even if people don't buy from my webinar i oftentimes have different sequences that go out based on that action performed so if they uh an easy webinar has the ability to do that with infusionsoft and soon to be entreport and a few others so um so it's kind of cool that, you know, you can follow up with people that take specific action and that's, you know, that, that has uh, a specific feeling to them. They're like, okay, well, this person is, you know, talking to me directly. Um, and, you know, as I said, it, it really is all about how you set up the presentation. And my presentation seems to do a little bit better than the mini course but then again, the mini course, what's nice is that if people come through the mini course, which is all about webinars, and they don't buy, I send them to the automated webinar. Mm. And in turn, for those who come through the, through the uh, automated webinar, if they don't buy, I send them into the mini course. Mm-hmm. Because here's a, here's a good uh, bit of insight. The, the more people consume from you, the closer they are to purchasing from you. Right. So right, uh, right, right. the more they can consume, the more blog posts you create, it's just the closer they are to, to being one of your customers, right? Moving them through being a, uh, someone who is on the, you know, looking from the outside in to then being a fan to then saying, you know what, I'm now going to make that, uh, that next level commitment and become a customer. And, you know, it's up to you to just really express your value to them or express how you want to help them with what they're doing. And, uh, you know, it's not really about making the sale right away, initially i mean yes that's great but if you create a consistency in your marketing and in your uh value that you give people eventually come around and buy Uh 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 i love one of the things that you brought up was how um the more that their constant content that they consume the closer they are to being a customer drayton bird who's an old school direct uh direct mail kind of legend he says the purpose of business is to locate a prospect to turn that prospect into a customer and then that customer into a friend 
And I love that because it's just like we say, the more your content they consume, the more comfortable they are with you, the more they get to know you. And it's the same thing. It's not even necessarily about money. If I'm like, hey, Casey, let's go see a movie. I'm like, I'm not like, hey, Casey, do you have 30 bucks? I need $30 from you. Can you give me $30? That's only $30. I hope you don't mind. It's $30, right? Like yeah. it's not, it's about, hey, let's go do this. Let's go, hey, let's go see a movie. And then the money is just a byproduct to help get you there. And I think that a lot of people lose that. And I, even sometimes business owners will downsell people, right? Or they'll try to like, again, cheapen the price of their product to go get that. So I like that. Also, you mentioned something, and I'd like to point this out for the listeners, that your webinar, your Best Convery webinar is two and a half hours. And that's really interesting because if someone won't give you their time, they definitely won't give you their money. And I think that there's a lot of like 45-minute, and I even have a couple 60-minute webinars. And it's funny because we said that, and we've mentioned John Asrap before. I helped him build a uh, webinar funnel that we did. This is when you and I first met. Yeah. Um, yeah, back in the day. We, I, they did like $1.6 million with it before I left, and it was still running. I, I haven't seen ads lately, but it was still running for at least a year and a half after I left. Um, and obviously, they're making improvements and updating in that, but it was still the same thing. Now, that was a six-hour event, mm. but it's the same thing that you know they won't give you the money if they won't give you your time. Right. And if you can deliver content for that long, like that's the other part. People are like, well, what do I do for two and a half hours? Well, that's just it. Help them. Like help them. Help them and share your story and get to know who they are. Um, Now, what are some ways that you help people engage if it's an evergreen or it's an automated webinar? How do you simulate that live experience? Well, you know, by the end of the event, I try to have a Q&A session. But, you know, I, I, I really make a clarity in the beginning of the event that if, if I'm not able to answer questions that you may have, I will be answering some questions at the end of this presentation. Mm-hmm. Someone will get back to you, whether it's on this pre- during while this presentation is going on or after via email. So if you have a question, right. we're still going to respond to it. So I set that up early. And now people aren't so, oh, well, he's not answering my question. And my team or myself will go in and respond to any question that's asked during, the, during an automated webinar. Right. Um, and by creating that, it's like I'm, I'm, I'm kind of handling that, that objection early on. Um, so that's kind of, you know, one, one thing that I, that I tend to do. Uh, and, you know, the other, other couple elements are, is that, you know, I, I just try to provide as, as much value as possible. You know, like I, I don't really pull out any stops. I like I, I know I pull out all the stops is what I meant <laughs> to say. Um, I, I kind of give the best stuff I have. And, you know, a lot of people are terrified of giving their best stuff away. But I think at the end of the day, it's more important to give your best stuff away um, and, and have them really realize that, you know, uh, this stuff does work. And then they'll, again, as, as we already said, um, people will buy from, from the people, you know, they, they know, I mean, that's, uh-huh. Uh-huh. so that, that's, that's, even if you're giving them the best quality content, those, it don't feel like you're giving them too much, right. you know, right, make right. the best quality content, uh, digestible, but you know, the, the power of it is also answering their questions. So what I tend to also do is when I do live webinars, you know, I, when I did a launch, uh, this last year, one of my best days was a six hour long, yeah, it was four hours, four hour long live stream event, you know, mm. where I just answered questions the entire time. Wow. Uh, answered questions. And that was it. My hair was getting huge. I was just like <laughs> sweating because I was like a long day, but, but you know, I, that's it. I was just in front of my audience, answering questions, handling their objections and they were coming through. And, right. you know, 
that that was a uh, that was a, a like a, a good six figure day right there. You That's know? awesome. Uh, yeah, and and you know you do that you're. You, uh, that's, that's, I mean, that's what it's about. You know, you share within the community and that's, that's exactly what you just said. Like the longer you're on presentation, some, some stayed to the very end. They were like, wow, I've been here since the beginning. I was like, you know, good for you. (laughs) You you are a diehard. I love you. And that's the thing. It's like, you know, if you're making the commitment to them, they'll make it to you. Mm -hmm. And I love what you said about giving away your best stuff because this is something that I struggled with. So first of all, you know, if, don't be afraid of giving away your best stuff because you just like, again, when we talked about before, do it until it becomes dull and then do it until it's beautiful again. You know, it's just, there really is like, you will surprise yourself with the stuff that you will keep coming up with. So don't be afraid and like, think that you have to hold on to stuff. The other thing is when a band gets the opportunity to play a song on national radio, they don't take their second best song off the CD and be like, we'll leave our favorite song on the album. Hopefully so the buyers will find it. They give it away for free. They give it away for free and they give it to as many people as they can because really where they make money in the music industry is at the live events, right? The concerts when they're selling yeah. you $250 tickets. So for them, they want you to get the value. They want you to get familiar with it because the other thing is when you give away your best content, people are always going to have follow-up questions or need hand-holding or more advice. So that's a really great tip. And again, Casey, I just love your work like your business ethic you're just really good values and morals now what are some of the biggest mistakes you see people making like when they start to try and get their webinars up obviously with easy webinar you've helped tens and probably even hundreds of people get their webinars up and going what are some of the biggest mistakes you see them making i uh oftentimes i see them when they're when they're doing webinars the tech kind of gets in the way um that's Mm. the biggest thing or the fear of doing webinars in the first place Mm. um and I, you know, it's, it's so simple that that's, that's really the biggest thing is like, there's either things with tech wise that they're not quite familiar with doing or, um, or it's like getting it, getting that actual webinar done uh, because the technology is there. You can use the technology to do it. And, you know, if you dial it in, it can make, you know, it can make you a living per year. I mean, I, I just got an email from one of our customers, Dale Partridge, who, uh, is doing some cool stuff with uh, startupcamp.com. And he just said, you know, Casey, since I've been using your, your program, I've made a hundred grand, you yeah. know, and he just, and he's only been using it for two months. So, <laughs> you know, it's, he's a believer. Yeah, exactly. It's so it's like, but he put the time in, you know, he yeah. put, it's not an overnight thing. You know, you have to, the biggest mistake I see is that people want instant gratification. They want to have it instantly up. And you know what, to be able to have a good dialed in presentation, that is time that you need to allow yourself to invest in because you're investing. That's what it is. Uh-huh. You're investing time and money uh, into something that will eventually work for you. Uh-huh. And it's not always it's not always, you know, the 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 easiest road to take. And sometimes there are tech things that pop in the way or sometimes your video doesn't work and you have to redo it or you know, there are all sorts of things that that come that that are, are stumbling blocks or road blocks and you know it's it's really about how you handle those roadblocks and stay consistent and persevere. So I would say if if this is something you're wanting to do, it's really about the uh, the consistency factor. That's just being 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 on and allowing yourself that growth process to know learning how to do it and how to implement it, and then how to uh, and then finally having it work for you, and then testing to see what what could be better. That's you know, awesome. um, and that's it. I mean, it's not glamorous. It's yeah. unfortunately not glamorous at all. 
It's, <laughs> it's sometimes it's tough. And, you know, you got, that's what separates out people that are doing it, um, you know, on autopilot and, and having more time with their family from people that aren't. Because if it was easy, everybody would be doing it. Right, 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 right. And then there'd be no value to it. Exactly. So what other habits do you think have helped you on your path to success? I have no idea. I, 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 I think part of it is that I have, I, 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 uh, I have short-term memory. So even though I, I make a mistake or stumble, I, uh, I get up and keep going because probably my short-term memory forgot that I made that mistake in the first. Right. It doesn't doesn't get into the long term. So you're not afraid of failure. Yeah. It doesn't. It doesn't push me. At, right. I fail all the time, and I'm I'm a. I think it's because I have a little bit of a risk taking in me um and you know i i allow myself to be in a risk in risky scenarios so that i can persevere um and uh, and i think that can be attributed to it i think it's just like allowing myself to to make the relationships with people because that's another thing relationships are a very powerful way to to continue to prosper you know making those relationships and fulfilling on those relationships you know everybody is human so even if you kind of make a mistake or you're you know you do a promotion for them or they do a promotion for you and it's not as awesome as you were hoping for people are forgiving and work with people that are 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 that way um where they're not going to be like well you didn't do this so i'm writing you off it's really not the type of people you want to work with um some of the ways that i've had a lot of success is I've reached out to some influencers and helped them with something without them asking for it. Uh-huh. And it was probably one of the most beneficial things I could see yep. um, where, where I was like, hey, listen, I want to help you with this. Let me help you with uh, creating an automated webinar for your business. And by doing so, without asking for anything back, they're like, Casey, this is awesome. I, you know, I started making money with this right away. You rock. This is great. I'm going to promote you. You know, I did, we did that with Ryan Lee. We did that with John Lee Dumas, you know, a few other, um, influencers who, you know, don't be afraid to reach out to them and help them with something. Uh, because that's one of the, the best ways to, to get into an inner circle, so to speak, you know, provide, provide value to them, help them with a pain point that they might be experiencing. And you will, uh, you'll, you'll be able to grow, outside of your sort of spectrum, if you will. Yeah, yeah, that's that's so well said. And again, it goes back to the beginning where after you've gotten your scarcity items taken care of, it really does become about giving value. And that when you come to these influencers and you just want to help them have more significance and impact and do whatever they're doing better, how are they not going to look at you in a, in a, in a positive light? Right. I mean, you're you're helping them help more people. We're all on the right. We're all on this journey together. We're all trying to make this world a better place for our children and their great grandchildren. So I fully agree with you on that. Great, great, yeah. great advice. So, Thanks, man. Um, any future trends of the industry that you see that you can maybe give us tip, like give us a little insight on? Where do you see things going in the next five years? Um, you know what? Is that's an, a great question. I see that obviously. Uh, the youngest generation, you know, before millennials, I can't, I don't even know what that generation's called at this point. I can't remember. <laughs> They're so new, they have no name. They have no name, yeah. <laughs> these people, uh, these young kids, essentially, are not going to be consuming content the way you and I consume it now. So mm. Netflix, I think, is even going to be a dying um, breed at some point in the future because they're all consuming content mobile. They're consuming fast content on YouTube, on Periscope. Mm. Um, this is going to be how people consume content into the future. So there's going to be a whole movement of, I, I, I believe, of um, 
kind of a, a new movement of reality television or reality um, lifestyle that is built around individuals that's going to be spurning back. Like, you know, like uh, reality TV got really popular back in like, I don't know, like early 2000. Well, there's a resurgence, I feel like, that's going to happen where it's now going to be where it's based on the individual, right? The individual broadcast or the individual TV person, uh, because now you have the ability to stream from your own phone. You can become a TV personality. So I feel like there there is going to be more uh, social awareness around that as well, because, you know, younger kids are seeing people on YouTube that are successful. They have the tools to find that success early on. And I feel like that's going to have a new wave of socially, socially responsible people that know that they can influence the world with their message. So things are really going to be changing, I feel like, uh, um, in, this, in this way where, um, you know, the, the individual becomes the influencer and then there's movements of, inf- you know, of influence. And then how people consume media, I think, is, is drastically going to change where, um, you know, everything is going to be um, kind of on a shorter spurt. Um, I mean, if you, if you think about it, if you look at, say, um, if you look at, say, uh, now with Twitter, you can actually see Periscope videos uh, or Periscope broadcasts that are in real time on Twitter. You know, a lot of people are scrolling down and they're seeing it without sound now. You know, they're seeing those videos without the sound. And on Facebook, too. Right. So now there's a whole wave of people that are consuming video without listening to video. Right. Right. right and so right. now there's a new way to, to get people's attention via video based yep. on the understanding of how they're watching it. So there is going to also be a new trend of how video is presented, I think, to people. I love that. That's great. That's great insight. Okay, so you've brought us just really good, pragmatic and practical tips for building and being successful in business, as well as using video and how to build and create an audience, how to nurture that audience, how to build kind of, um, I don't want to say reciprocity, but how to build rapport. That was the word. How to build rapport with them, how to be human with them, and also things like don't be afraid to fail, don't be afraid of the technology, don't be afraid of being real and showing your life as it actually is, you know, and just just really good tips. And even just the thing of like, if you want to be successful at this, it's not going to be an overnight thing that you have to be invested in developing over, 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 over time, but it's a worthwhile investment because you can, if you, especially with the webinars, automated webinar, if you get this dialed in, you can earn an automated income and earn a, a good, a decent sized living just based off of serving other people and just having, because with most companies, and this is probably a good thing to finish with, but most company, most people don't realize that for a lot of companies, the biggest challenge they face is scaling sales. And that's often because they're best sales reps they can't duplicate and their best sales reps can only see so many people per day you know and just however they sign people up you know if you go to the apple store right there's only so many people that at the genius bar that can sit at the genius bar so it's always about how do we manage and serve more people but with a webinar an automated webinar using a tool like like easy webinar you can have a couple hundred couple thousand people all at one time come and get the same quality sales presentation. So um, just nailing that and getting that down for your business and then understanding the, the fundamentals of, of just good, solid, old school advertising, you can earn yourself and your family a really decent evening and ha- earn a really decent living mm-hmm. and have significant impacts 
in whatever industry you're in. So um, really valuable content. Very much. Thanks, very, man. Thank you for coming here. People listening, you may want to go back and take some notes and listen to some of these again. Casey, um, if people want to get in touch with you, they want to get on your list, they want to get involved, they want to reach out or help you with what you're doing, what are the best ways that they can connect? Well, yeah, if you want to, it depends on which path or, or, or direction you want to go, but um, you can go, if you want to learn more about web webinars, you can go into uh, webinarminicourse.com. It's mm. webinarminicourse.com. Very easy. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's a mini course. If you wanted to uh, check out fullscope.tv, the analytic tool that allows you to do, um, you know, to tell you everything you want to know about the people coming to your broadcast on Periscope, that's fullscope.tv. Uh, and both of those are free, by the way. Hmm. And um, and then if you want to learn just more about me, you can go to caseyzeman.com. You can uh, check out my blog, check out uh, you know anything that might help you to kind of you know help your business out. Uh, you can find me on Facebook or Twitter at caseyzeman. And um, yeah, that's that's the best way to get a hold of me. That's awesome, and that's C A S E Y Z E M A N Casey Zeman. Yep. Perfect. Well, Casey, again, just thank you so much for your time and the value and for sharing with us. I know that this is going to impact people and help change lives. Those of you listening, I do encourage you to go and get on Casey's list. I fully endorse him. He's helped me. He's been a good friend along the way. And obviously, he walks the talk. And um, and there's no fluff in what we've been talking about here. So, um, again, just thank you and all the best to you. And enjoy enjoy the sunshine and the beach because I'm freezing up here in Canada. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll I'll try to to enjoy it for you, but it's pretty cold here too, man. It's like fifty degrees. It was what? This that's crazy. Well, at least yeah. you don't have to shovel your driveway. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. That's true. You've reached the end of our interview. Now, first, let me thank you for listening. I appreciate and respect you more than you'll ever know. And now, I'd like to ask you a couple of questions. First. What three lessons did you just learn? What three aha moments just jumped out at you? Second, what can you implement for yourself and your business in the next 24 hours? Third, what can you give to someone else to help you with or give them to just do it for you? Whatever it is, remember taking action is the secret sauce to results. Now, if you think this interview would be helpful for a friend, please give them a link to it. It'll help them and it'll help me too. I'd also like to invite you to help me find out more about the challenges you're facing, your dreams, your goals, and how I can help you overcome what's holding you back. We both do better when we know better, and your success is my success. So please reach out and interact. You can visit our website, bestbusinesscoach.ca for Canada or California, where I'm from and where I'm living. Uh, You're welcome to also try out one of our paid programs. You can find us on YouTube, Facebook, and pretty much every other social media channel you can think of. You should also subscribe to the podcast. And if you're enjoying them, please leave us a nice review. It really helps. That's all for now. Once again, thank you. Take care of yourself. And remember, the world needs the best business you can build. And I believe in you.